Like John Moxley, he has been ranked number one in the PWI 500. Unlike John Moxley, he is a Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer. And also, unlike John Moxley, he is trained to failure at the Rush Fitness in North Carolina. He is Kenny Omega! Number one contender with a very colorful entourage, Excalibur. Most certainly so. Kenny Omega defeating Hangman Adam Page at full gear to win that world title eliminator tournament and to assert himself as the top contender to John Moxley's AEW World Championship. But the question is can Kenny Omega physically beat up John Moxley and win the AEW World title? That's where I'm coming from in this deal. On December 2nd, winter is coming edition of Dynamite. John Moxley and Kenny Omega will meet again for the very first time. You remember last year at Full Gear, he was in that unsanctioned lights out match. It didn't count, it didn't count against either man's record. This time, it's an official matchup and it is for all the marbles, JR. Yeah, it's gonna be an amazing night. I'm so honored to be a part of broadcasting that event. I just believe that wrestlers, all the top stars in AEW are going to want to be on this card because of the main event. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here is the AEW World Champion, John Moxley! Soon to be proud Papa John Moxley. And big news from the fighting champion. John Moxley, as was mentioned during Kenny's intro, undefeated in the year 2020. But after December 2nd, either Moxley or Omega will have an imperfection on that record. Uh, I don't know where John is. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. We uh, we understand we got to go to the back with some cameras here. Something's going on. I'm sorry. Obviously, Moxley appears to be out. In uh, our contract signing said, Kenny, anything to say here? What? Look, I, I'm not uh, I'm not one for this psychology type stuff, Tony. Look, last time it was the, the elbow. This time it looks like a bloody nose. You're not avoiding it this time, John. December 2nd, winter's coming. Uh, I'll be there. Hopefully you will too. Make sure you capture this. All right, well, Kenny Omega is going to sign the contract for winter is coming in two weeks. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PWC. Uh, you're listening to the Wednesday Night Skirmish with Chris Ams and Jimmy T. Uh, I'm Chris Ams. Hi, and uh, I'm on here with Jimmy T. Jimmy, what's up, buddy? What's crack-a-lacking, dude? <laughs> How's everything down uh, down under? I hear it's hot. It's hot, bro. It's fucking steaming hot. And what's even worse, it's not even sunny. It's fucking overcasted. And I'm just sweating my fucking balls off, man. Fucking, I hate the heat, dude. <laughs> I fucking hate it. We could we can switch places for a couple of weeks, and you I tell wish. me how much you like minus twelve. <laughs> I've never I've never felt minus fucking temperatures before, but right now I would so trade it, man. Yep, absolutely. Well, all right. Uh, Let's do it. All right. So we're gonna get started here. Uh, we start <laughs> off with a top flight intro video. Um, they're showing a video package of these guys, uh, some indie shows and stuff like that. Things they've done in masks, uh, things that they've done on independent shows. They certainly look like a couple of athletic kids. What did you, what did you think of this intro package? Oh, great. Actually. Oh, uh, well, the intro was good, but even the match like coming up was great. I was actually pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, honestly, I was too. Like you and I are both kind of not big on uh, super flippy stuff, but th- this this was a really good. Like I, I know people are going to take this the wrong way and think that I'm shitting on the match. I'm not. When I say that this was a really really fun cruiserweight tag match, <laughs> that's what I mean. I, like I know I know people are going to think I'm shitting. I'm not shitting. I'm, like it was a really really entertaining cruiserweight tag match. Well, hey, the Bucks were former fucking junior world tag team champions. So there you go. There you go, man. There you go. Yeah. So I really, really liked this match for a lot of different reasons. Um, I really felt that for as much for as much crap as the Bucks get, I really felt they gave these kids a lot in this match. They really, really shined them up. I mean, considering that this was their first match on Dynamite, like first big time match i really really thought that the bucks gave them a ton here they really did man i I heard about these kids before i think they're from new york the new york area or around the northeast they're making the name and i heard they were good but considering they they haven't been around for that long look at private party to me the way they wrestle the way they do shit comes across as green still like sort of slow methodical these two dudes they're brothers i believe i think as well Man, that were flying around like, yeah, well, they were flying around like sort of experienced vets. I mean, they weren't slow. They were doing things just bang, 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 you know? So, like, these kids definitely impressed me, and I I see a future in these guys for sure. Like, I'm not sure how, like, I know we saw the promos, but you can make anyone look like a million bucks in a promo. No pun intended. But, um, Yeah. yeah, but I don't know if they can talk or not. But they definitely did impress me, man. And the Bucks did give them a lot, no doubt about it. Yeah, except absolutely. for the win, though. So, <laughs> yeah, so the, the Bucks go over with the BTE trigger. It's, like I said, it was a really, really good debut by Top Flight. I don't think I, – I honestly don't think that a couple of young – somebody, like, on commentary, they were saying that these guys were 21 and 19 years old. So you could not have asked for a better debut against a – bigger name group and to have more than this like that was again like hats off to the bucks for for giving them as much as they did in this match because it really helped to me get these guys over as 
like, holy crap, these guys are going to be really, really serious when they get uh, get a little more experience. So anyway, Evans and, and Helico attack top flight afterwards. For what? I guess we'll find out later. Uh, well, what the fuck was that even about? Like, that didn't even make sense. I don't know. That's another I, thing. Honestly, I have. AEW got to stop doing that shit, man. I feel like that happens way too much. And not just that match. Just every week, there's some that makes no sense. There is there is TK. a lot of schmozzing. <laughs> yeah, it's schmozzing. TK. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's fucking There's TK, a lot of man. schmozzing going on, <laughs> yeah. All right, so next up, so next up we have the the first Vegas segment. <laughs> a lot of this was just kind of bland, basic sort of uh Vegas shtick. I did like it was the I hangover, did like dude. that they Yeah, it was the hangover. Well, I, I really really liked that they brought Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah, it was the same room. I really like that they brought Conan in. Oh, that was like great. Their, that was like great. a weed dealer. Fuck yeah. That, that was, was awesome. You know what really What's made that? me laugh though? The fucking chickens, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was expecting the tiger, right? But it's funny because my girl goes to me as a joke. Now, before, because we're both watching it, she goes, I bet you there'd be chickens or some shit like that. I'm like, nah, man. They, they'll probably have a tiger, right? And what the fuck happens? Mm-hmm. They will fucking CG chickens. chickens. Not any chickens, <laughs> CG chickens, bro. <laughs> like, what yeah. the fuck, man? Why CG <laughs> fucking chickens? Fuck. The only, th- the only thing that this first... Th- so this was the first Vegas segment. The only thing that really made me kind of question what the hell was going on was Hager and Wardlow oh. seemed to be like they were staring at each other the whole time. And I wasn't sure if they were trying to be intimidating or if they were falling in love. So it was like, no, I don't know what's going on here. I think it's a balance <laughs> of power per se. It's like looking at no, themselves I- in the mirror. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I totally got it. But it was just like, well, these these guys are looking at each other like way too long, dude. Like, oh, it's, it's whatever. Kind of entertaining, man. I mean, look, like I was saying on the first skirmish, it's clearly leading to Jericho getting kicked out of this group. I just, I can't see it going any other way. But no, I'm with you. Nevertheless, it was a funny segment. Probably a little bit of overacting here and there. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Oh, yeah. But it was it was cool, man. I mean, hey, I preferred it way more than that fucking singathon they did. But that's just me, <laughs> you know. So I hear you. Well, we'll we'll get back to Vegas here because they kind of cut it up in a couple of different spots here. So we come back from Vegas and it's Moxley and he's cutting a quick promo. I don't know where he is, somewhere <laughs> in the back or something. It's like he looked like he was in a closet, in a fucking porta potty or something. I don't know <laughs> what the hell he was doing, but. uh but he cut a promo about his dad kind of made him into the man that he is. It was sort of a quick promo. He actually, this was where he kind of broke the news that uh, Renee Young is pregnant, I guess. That's and how the, random was it? <laughs> it was just like, but congratulations yep, just, to Mrs. to Mr. and Mrs. Good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So it's, you know, it was a quick promo. I liked it though. I, I, li- I basically always like what Mox is doing. He's always yeah, me too, man. got a bit of seriousness to him. I like it. Yeah, I agree 100%. Moxley is great, man. I mean, it was a good segment. Absolutely. And and as a Canadian, of course, I have a soft spot for Renee Paquette. She's awesome. She used to do uh, she used to do a sports show up here in Canada yeah, uh, before yeah, she yeah. got hired by the WWE. So, you know, anybody who's anybody who's familiar with her work knows, you know, Canada loves her. Well, I mean, Canada loves everyone from Canada, but you know, as a Canadian, we definitely have soft spots for each other, but, uh, but it was good. It was, it was, you know, I'm happy. 
happy to hear that they're expecting. So next up here, we've got uh, uh, we've got Orange Cassidy and uh, Sabine Sabin. Oh, no, no, keep Is it Sabin. <laughs> keep Sabin. <laughs> You almost Sabian. Me. That's what it is. Is it Sabian? It's or Sabian. Whatever. Keep Sabian. Yeah, it is. I started thinking yeah. of fucking Miro's Keith tiny little fucking friend. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> fucking. Uh, what, what was he again? What was Miro? Fucking the best man. Miro's the best man. Uh, speaking of which, Miro's on commentary for this match. Uh, the first, <laughs> the first note I have here is Penelope Ford is fucking hot. Oh hell so, yeah! I don't hell know. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what happened, but she did something, and I was like, "Damn, bro!" Uh, <laughs> I've been a fan of hers for a few years now already, man. Like going back to you know Ring of Honor days and stuff like that. I think she's a lot better than people sort of make out that she is. Like, I think they need to start utilizing her a lot more, man. Even in the women's matches. I mean, heck. They need a fucking decent like women's wrestler. I mean, look at the division, you know. I mean, it's pretty bare bones. There's, you know, the the AEW women's division really does kind of, um, it encapsulates exactly the problem that I have with the show in general, in that it's very bipolar. So they have a few <laughs> women who are like they're not good; they're excellent wrestlers. Like they they they're not just like pretty good wrestlers at the top of the card. They're really good, but there's three or four of them and then after that they're trying out all these new girls or they're or they're pushing people who basically need training like (laughs) so there's so many botches there's even matches where there's really really good wrestlers like there's like hakaru shida is out there having a match and she can really wrestle but there's three four five six really bad botches in the match because she's wrestling somebody who has no business on tv no you're right man like Man, and that's the thing. Like you said, there's three, four fucking decent women, and then there's just daylight, like complete daylight. Yeah. Like there's no middle ground, man. It's just good crap. Yep. That's it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There's no middle ground. There's no half decent. It needs to like I don't know where they they can go with this. They should bring back Riho even because at least for a little bitch, man, she could fucking wrestle, man. You know? Yeah, she can wrestle. Exactly. She can. She can work and she she pulls off the smaller baby face role really really nicely um in a lot actually i i gotta say like um when this show was done i actually had kind of a new bit of respect for um you know the man who we call meth sting <laughs> uh just we'll, we'll get into it but i just i really liked the way that um like watching his offense it kind of makes sense for a little guy, but anyway, well, we're we're gonna start off with these little guys anyway. See, <laughs> we've already had a cruiserweight tag match. We're talking about Shit. two little guys, and in the main event, I want to talk about a little guy. So, you oh, can tell man. what my problem with with AEW generally is. This is it. Uh, anyway, so this match between OC and Sabian uh, <laughs> actually starts off real nice. There was there was quite a bit of switches, catches, counters. Um, I love the, I love wrestling matches that start off that way where it looks like okay these guys are in an actual competition and they're fighting for position and they're trying to uh, you know hey I've got your arm or oh, I've got your neck and then oh I've got your ankle and that kind of thing I I like when matches start off that way because it it puts me in the idea that this is athletic competition. Oh, I agree. Um, so I liked it. Yeah. 
I, I like the start. I like the catches and the switches and the, but, all that kind of stuff. I got to say, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go continue on. To say. I was going to say, like, I, I also kind of have to say, like, um, pretty quickly here, he, he does the, the hands in the pocket spot. And for the first time maybe ever for me, it actually worked because he put his hands in his pocket, but it wasn't like it didn't seem like Sabian just let him off. Sabian was trying to hit him, right? And he was able to duck and move and counter and get out of the way. And, and he was able to out quick Sabian with his hands in his pocket. So for me, like a lot of times the whole, the hands in the pocket or the little like, you know, pretend kicks, they take me out of a match because yeah. it seems like his opponent is letting him get away with it. And I don't get that. If it's an athletic competition, he shouldn't be allowed to get away with it. But this way that he did this with the hands in the pockets, it seemed a lot more to me like Roy Jones Jr. putting his hands behind his back and then cranking yeah, someone. Yeah. Or, cool. you know, Anderson Silva putting his hands down by his sides and making Forrest Griffin miss by a foot. You know what I mean? It seemed a lot more real. Yeah, yeah. But in saying that, anytime Orange Cassidy is in a friggin' match, I can't really like suspend my disbelief. I don't know, man. I'm a bit twisted with fucking OC, man. Like he's amusing at times, but then he can also fucking annoy me, man. Cause he's got that fucking mug that you just, you know, he reminds me of that little snot nosed kid in primary school. You know what I mean? And uh-huh, for you, yeah. for you American folks, I'm talking elementary school. It's like, he's got that face. That you just want to, you know, and also what's with, uh, Absolutely. Is, is he going for like a James Dean look? If you get where I'm coming from. I, he looks like he's just Canadian to me. Like he's he's, he's wearing nothing but jean everything. So <laughs> <laughs> I used to wear jean everything, dude. Like the last time I was wearing a jean jacket and jeans together yeah. was probably back yeah. in 04, 05. You know, well, you know what they call that, right? Well, what do they call it? They call that the Canadian tuxedo. I've heard <laughs> I've heard of that, but I didn't know that was actually it, but I've heard it. I've heard the term. No shit. Yeah, so that's, that's the Canadian. <laughs> that's the Canadian fucking tuxedo. That uh, is what it's called. Yeah. God, that's that's killer, dude. Well, fucking OC got the win, right? Yeah. Um. So before I before I go into that, I do want to say that there was a diving DDT in this match. Uh, Cassidy does a lot of DDT type uh, maneuvers. I really the sort of flip around DDT that he landed looked really impressive, but that diving DDT that he did. Uh, you go back and you watch that back, and it looks like Sabian's head landed yeah, like on yeah. the side. I saw it, that. It looked really rough. I watched it and I was like, "Ooh, is he all right? Is he okay?" I was glad there was no X coming up because I was like, "Man, that looked rough." Yeah, that did um, look rough, but for sure. But yeah, Cassidy wins with the mouse trap. Um, the mouse trap. I'm okay with him winning here, but I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of Kip. I, I literally, I think, called him three different things in my rundown here. I think I called him, yeah, I called him Sabine, and I literally <laughs> called him Sabina at another point in here because I, I couldn't remember what Sabine. his damn name was. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so anyways, after the match, Miro uh, comes off a commentary. Uh, he lands a clothesline, and then the best friends come out, and Miro and Sabian take off. And again, I'm just left going, this is wrong. Miro needs to like eat these three dudes. Uh, <laughs> like, I know they're like literally they're fucking little fucking vanilla midgets, dude. Fuck. 
it's I not mean, it's not the proper way to book Miro, but <laughs> Miro, the best man. You can stay like that, brother. <laughs> you stay that way, man. <laughs> if he's happy, man, honestly, if he's happy, I'm happy for him. But fucking how can yeah. you be happy going from I mean, WB didn't book him this fucking week, did they? Even towards the end of his run. I mean, to be running away from cruiserweights? No, I, I didn't see it. I was just about I to didn't say see him dream. running away from <laughs> I didn't see him running away from you know Grand Metallic or anything. <laughs> Grand Metallic. Oh man. The fact that he fucking ran from fucking cruiserweights. Mate, you know what? There's a bit of a trend right now. Is this a cruiserweight show? Uh, I I tend to think it's a cruiserweight show. Yeah, that's exactly how it tag seems to me. I could have sworn I was watching Mexican midget wrestling for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, geez, when do the big Dude, boys I, play? Yeah, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love the I love the WCW yeah, exactly. But you know, you have to look at the adjective, which is not play because. <laughs> Amazing. Kevin Nash, you're, you're, <laughs> I'm pretty sure yes, it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Look at the adjective play. <laughs> like what? Whoa. That's not an adjective. What are you talking about? Kevin? <laughs> oh boy. Anyway. <laughs> oh shit, man. Oh man. It was good. Honestly. So I, I kind of chuckled at the first match here when they were, when uh top flight were being introduced and everything. And the, you know, this 19 year old kids in there and he's working real good. And, you know, we both said we liked the match, yeah. but I was kind of chuckling. Cause I was like, okay, I just got to point out when a 19 year old has the same amount of muscle mass as your world champion tag teams, <laughs> the eh, cruiserweight tag champs. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> You need to put on some weight, guys. Oh, I don't know. Shit. You know what? I'll give Matt Jackson some credit, man, because I've noticed he's in a lot better shape than he was. But I don't know what's with the old school Shawn Michaels type earrings going on, you know, circa 1992, because that's what it reminded me of. I don't know. I honestly, are they anything other than just like parody? A parody of Shawn Michaels because it, it yeah. really doesn't seem like they are much more than that. Hey, that's pretty much what they are. I mean, their favorite wrestlers growing up was Hogan and shit, but also Shawn Michaels was a huge influence on the Bucks, man. I mean, you can tell mm. we're going backwards <laughs> now, I guess. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, yeah, let's keep let's keep moving forward and uh, up the weight a little bit here. So the <laughs> next thing is the contract signing between Moxley and Omega. Uh, Omega comes out, the cleaner girls. I love uh, that, man. It's, it's cheesy, but it's cool at the same time, you know? Yeah, honestly, I put in here, uh, the cleaner girls made me chuckle. I don't hate <laughs> it. <laughs> so anyway, Omega's out. Um, he's waiting. They go to the back. Moxley was jumped. Uh, Kenny kind of plays it off as like, oh, he's just, he's just ducking me and he doesn't want to come to the <laughs> ring. Um, blah blah blah. He signs the contract. There wasn't a lot to this. No, no, there wasn't. Um, which is kind of disappointing. What, it, yeah, like I, I found myself a little bit like, hey, what you know, it feels like we missed an opportunity here. Maybe they'll get into something and there will be something interesting about Mox being jumped. Do you figure there's going to be something interesting here, or do you think it's just going to turn out that Omega jumped him? It comes across like Omega jumped him, dude, unless it's got to be someone from the elite at the very least, right. But, it, but but my impression yeah. was Omega took him out just by the way he was acting and shit. So 
Yeah, that was kind of my impression overall, too, was that Omega was kind of like, you know, he was a little too nonchalant about it. It was a little bit too like, oh, yeah, he's hurt, but yeah. he's not really hurt. But that's why um, I also think that he did it. I mean, just by the way he was acting. Yeah, me too. And I mean, really, if you're if you're going to play this kind of if you're going to play this kind of thing off, you're going to have to pay it off with, uh, you know, who did it, right? <laughs> and then we find out who did it, and it needs to be sort of surprising, right? You can't just play it off as, yeah. you know, it was it was the murder hawk, because everybody <laughs> already knows Lance Archer doesn't like Mox, right? Hey, hey, hey you know what? It could be. It, they could be setting up something to go, like, past, like, uh, they've got this match set up for December 2nd. Yep. And they could be doing this kind of thing to set up whatever Mox's next uh, next program will be. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, but anyway, this wasn't much of a much this wasn't much of anything. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. All right. So next up, we're back in Vegas. They're on the they're on the roof, and uh, they seem to be all all sort of good with each other. Uh, they do this segment where they howl at the moon. That can be fun sometimes. Have you ever have you ever just been stupid and gone outside and held out the moon, Jimmy? Oh, all the time. Clearly, it's the inner circle's <laughs> favorite pastime too. That's great. <laughs> Seriously. Um, all right. Oh, so geez. they do a jump. So they do a jump cut. Uh, Jericho wakes up in bed with Elvis, which kind of popped. <laughs> Elvis me. popped I, me, I dude. <laughs> Elvis yeah. was fucking funny, dude. <laughs> He's like, yo, Chris, what are you uh, doing? <laughs> he made me laugh, man. Don't Actually, be cruel. <laughs> he popped me, man. Actually, he was probably the highlight, in my opinion. Like, like MJF was so overdoing acting drunk. You know what I mean? Chris yeah. Jericho is Jericho. You know, you can do whatever the fuck you want and, and shit will be over anyway. But yeah. well, even Ortiz and, um, and Santana fucking made me laugh, man. What about yeah. in the hotel? I, f- I forgot to mention on the first part, I think it was, or this maybe the second. You know when you see in the background, fucking doing his the that's the this dumbbell? part. So this is coming yeah, up. Yeah. So this, so this part made me laugh really <laughs> yeah. hard. So so Ortiz is like working out like hardcore. You can tell he's on something, right? Because it's it's clearly first thing in the morning. And like he's, he's on working out or like some a crazy shit, person. Right? Yeah. yeah, and. And Sammy, Sammy wakes up and he, he realizes that he's married three different women last night. And Ortiz goes, and Ortiz goes, oh, dude, you're a Mormon? I always wanted a Mormon friend. And as a former Mormon, that popped the shit out of me. I was like, bro. We yes. had to have like 12 wives or whatever, right? Technically. No, no. Mormons have not been allowed to have 12 wives. Then what's, like why is that the perception though? The 1800s. So, so there are breakaway Mormons, right? So the official okay. church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? Yep. There's like 12 million members worldwide, right? And they follow like, they're pretty normal people. They have one wife. They oh, generally have lots Mormons, of yeah. kids or whatever, right? Yep. Um, but there's a, there's breakaway sects of Mormonism. And so it's like they, Christianity like, still allow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's like. It's like people who are Catholic but aren't Catholic. Do you yeah, know like me, I mean? they're I'm, Mormons, but they're I'm not Orthodox. really Mormons. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, yeah, I'm like right. Greek yeah, Orthodox. Breakaway. Well, the Catholics break away from us technically. So, <laughs> but yeah, I yes. get you. So anyway, I, anyway, the the Mormon joke though made me laugh my ass off. No, that I was, was just brilliant. Like, oh, that's funny. And it it basically so the the 
<clears throat> the punchline of the joke of all this was that Swoggle was the baby. Oh, that yeah. was fucking yeah. funny so... too, dude. Fucking Swoggle, man. <laughs> Lately, he's been I... appearing everywhere. Yeah, he's everywhere right like, now. He's, impact, he's a busy, busy man. Fucking talking shop, dynamite. Fuck, you'll probably end up back in WWE for, you know. <laughs> Jeez, uh, well, know, one yeah. can only hope that, that Vince McMahon's um, other son shows up back <laughs> in WWE at some point. Oh, that was funny back then, but yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, so anyway, that I, so I really like the Vegas uh, segments. And then, you know, like I said, that that was it. I, I've seen some people online say that they didn't like it, that it was that oh. it was weak. And I, I just I, I think it was just meant to be sort of a stupid little funny thing. It was and meant so to I, be. I think that they did a pretty good job. It was like I said, it was a lot better than that fucking sing sing along shit, in my opinion. Like I said, now this was definitely funny, dude. I mean, yeah, they were overacting it, like I said earlier, but still, I mean, it was funny, man. Like it was good. Absolutely. And I, I really I get the sense that MJF, like all like he's definitely overacting in some of these segments. Oh, fuck yeah, but I get yeah. the feeling like he really I get the feeling like he really, really enjoys this kind of work. Oh, definitely. You can sort of see it in his face that he's really having fun with it when he gets to do this kind of thing. So I don't I, I didn't hate it. Like I said, it's it's good to see people sort of step out of what you might call the wrestling comfort zone and just do something fun and stupid every once in a while. You know? Oh, for sure. I agree, man. I mean, shit. After watching WWE today, this shit fucking looks a hundred million times better, man. Even if it's a whole cruiserweight. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would literally take like four hours worth of these Vegas segments <laughs> over a half hour, uh... like any half hour. You choose the half hour of SmackDown, <laughs> and I will still take four hours of this Vegas segment. I can't, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it, man. Let's just move on. All right. So, so speaking of WWE, we're, the next match here uh, features a former WWE superstar who left and sat out for over a year before <laughs> he was able to come back to work. He has since moved on to AEW and is just coming back now after eight months of Fuck, has it really been that long for it's been that long for mr neville <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah since we're talking AKA about the WWE version mighty mouse mighty <laughs> uh <laughs> oh shit anyway yeah okay mate. so it is Pac versus blade kingston's on commentary the butcher and the bunny are at ringside uh so yeah ridiculousness will ensue you know what though the match actually exceeded my expectations man but it went a bit too long i felt i agree with that yep it went a little too long um if you're gonna have a situation where the guy just gets jumped at the end of the match (laughs) just get to it you know what i mean actually you bring up a good point like phoenix and penta with pack i mean why bother bringing them together i know the history but I just don't like the – I just don't feel it, it comes across like that well. You got a British dude. Oh, I don't Mexican. think that – I don't think that the Lucha Brothers and Pac have any chemistry as a, <laughs> as a trio. Like, they don't. Just, the, the Lucha Brothers obviously have a oh, ton of chemistry. Of they are yeah. actually they are brothers. brothers yeah. They're going to they're gonna be able to work off of one another. But, yeah – like you have this guy Pac with this like super heavy English accent, Ugh. and these 
and these two Mexican guys who can barely speak English. Well, and Phoenix can I, speak English. Penta can't speak English for shit, though. How are they friends? How are they best friends? I could how only imagine. They, like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. Someone must have been like, Totia, Totia, amigo. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, next thing you know, they're best friends. Oh, who the fuck knows, man? Unless Park can speak some sort of Spanish. I don't have a clue, man. I don't know. I don't think that they've ever done a good enough job of really explaining why they're really they good don't. friends. No, they don't. And that's the problem so, with AEW from its inception. They do. They expect yeah. everybody to know everyone's history already instead of actually explaining it, which they should. Sorry, TK. Yeah. Not everybody's like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Honestly, TK, like you <laughs> think that you think that everybody's watching Dark. <laughs> We're not all watching dark. You think Fuck everybody's no. watching being the elite and we're not all watching being the elite. Uh, Fucking explain this shit to us, please. Hey, and even that, if you don't watch being the elite, half the shit, you wouldn't even know what the fuck is going on, dude. And that's true. And yep. the thing is, it's not like it's got a set amount of numbers. It doesn't really exceed that. Like it will reach 200,000 and it won't go beyond that, you know? So that means there's another yeah. roughly 600,000 people that watch Dynamite week in, week out that are not watching yeah. Being the Elite and probably don't have a fucking no. clue about the histories of, of this or that, you know? So, yeah, you're yeah. right. They need to explain this shit. Explain it properly. And I'm not talking about for someone like you and I, obviously, but just for the fucking normal casual fan to actually oh, get dude. along with everything. Dude. You know? Dude, and so this is the thing, right? Like, and this is this is what I tried to explain on this show, and what I tried to explain the other day on on that on on our uh, impacted show there that I did with Tim. Yep. Um, you do have to explain it for me. I'm not watching Being the Elite. I'm not watching Talk and Shop. I am not that big of a wrestling fan. I like wrestling when it's good, solid in-ring work or when they do a really cool like skit from the outside or whatever. Like I said, I'm not sitting here talking shit about the Vegas segments. I thought they were fun. I thought they were funny. I like that those existed, right? And when, a, and when a wrestling match is a good wrestling match, I appreciate it and I like it. You know, like we've we've had a lot of positive things to say on this show so far, so, right? Yeah, we're not really shitting on it. But 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 i'm i am not the guy who's going to watch 16 hours worth of pro wrestling content in a, in a week do you know what i mean so so yeah i am exactly Fuck who they need that. to be explaining this shit well chris you're going to be screwed mate i'm telling Fuck, you man. it's a clusterfuck man but like i said not everybody fucking gets it like you said you don't fucking watch being the elite and shit like that they need just a bit explained shit. Just do it, TK, you dumb cunt. Seriously. I mean, really, <laughs> take a moment and explain what's happening and why these people feel the way that they do about each other. Um, anyway, let's focus on this match a little bit because there was some good stuff here. Um, first of all, uh, Pac has a really good attacking style. I'm so happy to see him back. He's, he's aggressive. He looks... Like, I mean, he looks the way he looks, right? You can't look at Pac and not be impressed, no, right? I agree, 100. And he's one of these guys, like, you know, like, yes, he's small, but look at the muscle mass on this dude. Like, you're not going to tell me that this guy doesn't look like he would fuck up some cruiserweights. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, mate, he would fucking eat some cruiserweights. But yeah, he's five foot nothing, don't get me wrong, right? Yeah. But... 
yeah, like you said, he's he's built like a brick shit house, man. The the yep. guy, and I love his gimmick, and, man. Like I just like how he's just a nutcase, you know. I like it. No, I like it too. I really, really do. And I liked the little uh, promo package that they had the last couple of weeks too, where he's sort of alone in the house and he's going sort of stir crazy. I liked it. Yeah. I really do. I think he works significantly better as a heel than he does a oh, face. And that's not to say that his face yeah. work isn't. Nah, his face, like his work, face work is, is weak. okay. It's, it's weak. It's pretty weak. It is. Come on. Yeah, it is. And, real, and his you know? heel work is excellent. Excellent. Yeah. He cannot play the um, baby role. I don't know. Like he can, if he's being like a white meat baby face, not saying too much, just smile to the fucking crowd wave, you know, other than that, he doesn't seem to have the personality to like, because the thing is when he's a baby and he's a heel, it's a big contrast, man. It's like, you got the bastard and then you got Mighty Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, And I don't mean to say Mighty Mouse literally, but yeah, that was yeah. what the WWE pushed was he's going to be a Mighty Mouse type figure. Again, was impressed to see him back. He's got great in-ring presence. He's got a good attacking, like hard-hitting style. I was really impressed with the blade here too. The guy looks like a million bucks. Uh, he's got physically impressive moveset. At one point here, it looked like there was some, maybe some miscommunication. He went to sort of suplex Pac into the ropes I think he was planning on doing sort of a hangman hangman spot, like like where the where it, like sort of dropping Pac on his stomach it. on the ropes, but like he nearly dropped Pac straight on his damn head from oh, suplex yeah, I see, position. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I saw that. Which I was like, oh boy, I, one more time. Let's not see the X. But <laughs> you know, lucky enough, l- lucky enough, like Pac is is he's pretty good at controlling his own body, so I think he was able to keep himself from getting uh, hurt. Well, funny you bring I, that I up. I gotta too. say, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say, do you remember when he was in WWE and he just he done a baseball slide and literally broke yeah. his leg? I don't know if this is a if this is a decision that they make, um, but I really liked Blade's heel work during Picture in Picture. Oh, uh, and I wish you... that they would. I wish that they would have actually been on the show for this because he's he's holding you know he's holding him in the ropes and he's choking him with the ropes and like to me really good heels cheat right and so there's there's this great moment where this guy who we're trying to get we're trying to get across as a heel and he's doing really good heel work where he's again choking the baby face with the with the ring ropes and they just they cut to picture in picture. And I don't know if they're doing that on purpose, uh, thinking that, oh, it's not exciting. So we're going to flip. But sometimes like a heel's job is not to be exciting. It's to be menacing. No, you know? it's, it's, it's definitely not to be exciting. Otherwise you're not a heel, you know, like yeah, exactly. being a heel 101. And the thing about uh, Blade, I actually liked him when he was Pepper Parks as well, man. Like he was a big dude, man. Like, a few years yep. ago like i mean if you saw him a few years ago he looked like a different dude i was like fuck this guy was built man he still is built don't get me wrong but he was like yeah like full on like you know yeah he was definitely he definitely seemed like he was on the b12 when he was an impact yep <laughs> oh, definitely the thing is he doesn't he need if he could if he can work on his promos because really he can't mm-hmm. talk he just doesn't talk really right he, right. he could be a star, man, a single star, if 
he worked on his promos, but it doesn't seem like it's his thing. Whatever, I guess. Each to their own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And I I do think the Butcher and Blade can be a good thing. And Bunny can talk a little bit. Like, she's pretty good with the the mic work. See, but even her, I don't think she's that great. I mean, look, all of them, the whole group, if these dudes knew how to talk properly, I think Mm -hmm. there's so much potential, man. And and you know what? I think that there's no there's no reason for them not to be getting that time because they do have dark. Dark is there to help right. people grow and get better at things, right? So That's right. you know, why not send somebody like a butcher and a blade to dark and give them a you know, give them a 45 minute squash and then give them two minutes on the mic afterwards. How hard is that to do, man? TK, did you hear that shit? Fuck. I, I gotta say. Like, you know, we're going to get into it with the with the main event here. But I, I think that Ricky Starks, I, I think that he's a good example of how you can help somebody really build themselves with, with a show like Dark. For sure. Anyway, so Pac wins with this uh, shooting star. The, it's not the a shooting dragon. Star. Yeah. The, is that what it's called? Yes. I'm, oh, the red arrow. Sorry, red arrow. Right. But I think he calls it the black arrow. When oh, he black to arrow. Back. That's right. Yeah. Well, red arrow or uh, black arrow. Either one. Uh, he hits it uh, and then moves into the brutalizer, uh, gets the win by submission. Uh, yeah, it was a good match. Uh, I did feel like it went a little too long, but Definitely the match was good. Too. And then uh, Butcher, Blade, and Kingston are all beating down Pac. It uh, looks pretty serious. Kingston actually made me laugh on, <laughs> on commentary, man. But it also defeats oh, the purpose good. of his character, though, sometimes too, man. Like that disbelief. Because he was playing the heel at first, and then he was acting like he's friends with, with Shivani and, uh, and JR, and he was playing along with them. And then he went back to heel. But he's cool. Like, uh, I, don't, I can't complain about fucking Kingston, regardless of what he's doing, you know? Yeah, I, I think that he's experimenting a little bit. That's what it seems like to me, is that he's trying to sort of see what works and what doesn't. Because keep in mind, like, he's a very good promo, but oh. I don't know how much actual TV time he's ever had. So he's, he's no matter how natural a guy is, he's going to have to have a little bit of time to oh, really yeah, sort of sure. figure out what works and what doesn't. Well, I think he's doing great, though. I Just give him the ball, let him run with it. He's got it. But will they? <laughs> will they give him the ball? I feel like now that he had uh, that main event spot, it's kind of back down you go, Kingston. Yeah, it seems that way. And I do like though that, like last week, uh, we weren't able to do a review. But last week he came out and he said, you know, I wasn't able to win, but I'm going to. Right? Like I'm going to win this world title. And I like that he kept that focus on it because sure. you know, if you want to stay a top guy, you need to stay at the top of the card. And the way you stay at the top of the card is by acting like you're at the top of the card. Fuck yeah. You gotta carry yourself that way. Otherwise, who the fuck are you, man? And I loved I I did I I, I definitely popped again sort of last week when he came out and the crowd's chanting. Eddie Kingston, hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know what my name oh, is. No, Thank yeah. you." <laughs> it's like, ah, good stuff. I love it, man. I love when you make the fans look like idiots. Like seriously, that's the best. Nah, he's cool, man. Absolutely. He's cool. So anyway, they're beating up Pac. Phoenix comes in for the save. He gets beat up. Penta comes out with a chair. Uh, it kind of looks like he's not sure what he's gonna do. And then he goes after Kingston and Blade and Butcher, and it looks like 
you know, Penta and uh, Penta and Phoenix and Pac are, are all back together in this, uh, in this classic stable that we've all grown so much with and, uh, and learned so much about their relationship. I mean, what a moment, what, what a moment. Oh God, man. Obviously people know their history too. I mean, we've all grown up with them. We know exactly, you know, how everyone's feeling. And, yeah. It's great. Oh, don't make me laugh, dude. Please. <laughs> oh shit, man. When you said we've all God, we've all grown up with them. We've all fucking we all get it. We all know their history. If you don't know their history, you're a fucking idiot, right? Because <laughs> TK fucking obviously thinks we're we're all fucking idiots, right? Clearly. Uh, I guess. That's that's the way it seems sometimes. Yep. Oh fucking TK. Right. He makes me laugh, that little fella. <laughs> He does. He's he's a very interesting guy. Um, <laughs> Extremely. All right. Speaking of interesting people, um, Randy got her arm stomped in a in a chair backstage um, by What's really name? tall, muscular lady. <laughs> Do you know who she reminds me of? I don't know if you were watching uh, WWE back back oh four oh five. Do you remember the Basham brothers? Yep. Do you remember their uh, manager they had at one stage? That big black. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. She reminds yeah. me of her, man. Like very similar. I, I forgot her it. name, but she reminds me of a James Bond villain. I... Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, that's a good. That's actually it. Anyway, yeah. So Randy got her arm stomped in a chair, and I'm sure that we were supposed to feel bad. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just didn't care. So let me. Let me ask you this. So does that mean now Brandy magically is going to know how to work by the time she gets over this injury to her hand or wrist or whatever? Like, um, what is she going to do to this chick? Because this chick will eat her alive, man. Yes, she will. And again, like, so, so, okay. So going back to last week when this chick first came out, right? And, and then Brandy comes out. And Brandy does the whole like, you know, bitch, you ain't talking <laughs> to my man like that promo kind of thing. And it was like, um, uh-uh. okay, like I'm pretty sure you're from Ann Arbor. I I don't know that you naturally talk like like that, Brandy. But um, you know, you're upset. It's okay. That's all right that you're upset. Hey, look, I'll um, give you one thing. I, I know you weren't a big fan of that segment, right? And I know you got a bit of heat for that. But for once, she did entertain me. And two, she actually looked like she was being serious. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she, it came across like uh, she really cared about her man, you know? Like, like that, that Jade chick, I think her name was. Was it Jade? Jade, yes. Yeah. Good. We have a name. Okay, good. Uh, well, I forgot what I was going to say about that. But anyway, yeah, even though it looked like she was going to eat fucking Brandy alive. At least it looked like Brandy believed that Jade was trying to hit on fucking Cody or, or whatnot, you know, or whatever. That's how I looked yeah. at it. Yeah. And I, I did like the ass slap at the end though. That oh, was funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, anyway, getting back to this week, it looks like Jade and Nyla um, have joined forces because Nyla and Jade were laughing 
as they walked away from Brandy and some other people who I didn't recognize who were well, there to help Brandy. I don't know too much. About- if you can't tell, I'm really, 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 you know, really uh, interested in this <laughs> well, segment of the show. I hope this Jade chick can work because I don't know. She looks like fucking a million bucks. I mean, oh, the girl dude. looks good, He's man. Gorgeous, definitely. Not only good, but she looks like she'll kick your fucking ass, man. Like she looks yeah. it. Like her, the perception. She kind of looked there. like she was gonna kick Cody's ass last week. To <laughs> be probably, honest, she probably could. And that was an interesting <laughs> thing. But who is she again? Once again, they're not explaining who this Jade bitch really is. Yeah. Like, what business does she have with Cody? Did Tony Khan fuck her like back in the were, day? Like, what what it happened? It seemed you know? like they were they were hinting at that her and Cody had fucked, but I don't know if that was like accidental or if it just came across that way. No, uh, you're it, right. It honestly was super confusing. Yeah, well, yeah, who, who exactly. the fuck is this bitch, man? Someone tell us because they didn't tell us last week. They didn't tell us this week. Yeah. So who the fuck is she? Actually, I'm looking at at a computer uh, at at another yep. computer across from me. Man, looking at Jade the way she used to look, she was huge, dude. Those fucking thighs on her, on her legs, dude, would absolutely crush your fucking scalp. I'm telling you, dude. All I know, Look all I know for sure, is they need to keep the bucks away from her because because she, she'll eat the bucks. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> she'll eat the whole cruiserweight division, dude. <laughs> the whole cruiserweight division. Oh my! Not God. just the young bucks, dude. All the cruiserweights. Abs. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the whole AEW, not the Toy Five Five. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah, AEW, yeah. dude. But Susie, yeah. she's got abs like like my fist, dude. Like I'm not kidding. Uh, Wow, dude! I've seen some old pictures of of her, like from her modeling days. Like, yeah, I'm yes, looking at it right this now. Is a that's a super fit woman, dude. This bitch. Oh my. Anyway, she will absolutely eat all yeah. of us, and I'm a big boy. Absolutely. Oh my! I just God. honestly cannot care less about what's happening with Brandy Rhodes. Yeah. For whatever reason, I don't care. She can't wrestle. She can talk. I'll give her that at least. I think. She's yeah. cut one good promo. Yeah, and that was probably that for me anyway. Yeah, that was that is the only good promo she's ever cut in her whole life. So can she talk? I don't know. She did it once. <laughs> and she definitely can't wrestle. So uh what do you do with her? Ring like, I was like, dude, anymore. I was able to have like listen, listen, dude. Okay. I was able to have sex for like 45 straight minutes one time. Okay. But one time does not mean that I can do it every fucking go. All right. Hey, it doesn't mean that's who I am. All right. So, so Brandy was able to do one good fucking promo. That doesn't mean she's a good fucking talker. I mean, she had one good promo. So you saying she's a dead root dude. <laughs> I don't know. And when I, I say root, that means shot. fucking fucking obviously. Right. Yeah. Just in case. Because yeah. Americans look at me like, what? what? What'd you say? Root. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. Dude, what the? Okay, no, I have to ask you about some fucking Australian cursing. So the Go other day, it. the other day you were asking me if I had watched SmackDown, and I was like, yeah, I watched it. And then you said, Cox on toast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watched it. <laughs> what the fuck is Cox? Uh, Jago on toast? fucking. <laughs> I said that to Jago once, right, uh, in the Hamin fucking group, and now not knowing, I was listening to his show. And shout outs to Jago, right? 
and I'm listening to his show and he uh, calls out me, like he gave me a shout out and goes, I heard the best thing today, Cox on fucking toast. I didn't even know what that meant, but I like it, you know. But basically, Cox on toast means bullshit, like bullshit you watched okay. it. Yeah, so okay. Cox on toast. I don't know why, yeah, I don't know where that comes from. I know it's Aussie slang, obviously, right? But why Cox hey, on good. toast? I don't, I, don't, I don't I can't I can't answer that question, man. But I like it too, man. So if I say great. Cox it, on toast, it fantastic. Means, it means bullshit. You know, in the course of this show, um, Americans will definitely get an understanding of Australian cursing because I love it. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna ask you, what the fuck did this mean every once in a while? Because I that's why I, that's why I love pulling those ones out sometimes because I know fucking especially the Americans do not have a clue what the fuck I'm on about. <laughs> and the Absolutely. Because sometimes I think, um, is it just me or is American English fucking limited sometimes or like? It definitely seems that way occasionally. You 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 do have some you do have some Americans who are pretty good wordsmiths and can bring yeah, out yeah, the oh, vocabulary yeah, pretty well. Yeah. You know, we were just talking about Jargo. There's a guy who can actually bring out the vocabulary. He sometimes. gets it because he's actually willing to, he actually learns about other shit, not just about American shit, but like he knows a lot about Australian shit. For example, even when I first met him, he was telling me about gum tree. I don't know if you know what gum tree is. Mm-hmm. You, you do? Yeah. I, well, again, like being, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that like Canadians understand about Australia yeah, yeah, that Americans true, don't. And I'm right, not sure if right. it's just, I'm not sure if it's just the former colony thing or whatever, but it yeah, probably go on is. About it probably tree, is. Yeah. Cause, cause there's probably lots of people listening who have no idea what, what we're talking about. We'll move on anyway. All right. Okay. Moving on. But, we're going to go to but Cox on was, toast was a lesson. Yes. The lesson was Cox on toast. Everyone <laughs> remember. So we're moving on from probably my least favorite part of the show, which was, Literally anything focusing on brandy because I don't care. I just honestly, I don't. It's not that I hate her. I because I I think there's a very good chance that she's a lovely person, right? It's just that I don't I know how well she can cut a promo, and I don't think she can wrestle at all. So oh, I'm not really wrestle. sure what <laughs> she's doing on my wrestling program. Anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna go from my least favorite thing about the show to my most favorite thing about the show, and that was Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa for the NWA Women's Championship. Holy shit, Jimmy! Did match I love this night. fucking match? It was the match easily of the night. match of the night, dude. It was so good. Okay, so it starts off right. They do they do like the build up. They're kind of looking at each other and everything. Right, it's all good. Right, the the bell rings. The very first thing they do is an aggressive tie up, and I'm just like, yes, it's called pro wrestling 101, thing, brother. <laughs> oh, dude, my least favorite thing ever in, when I'm trying to watch pro wrestling is when you see people go into a soft, weak ass tie up to start off a wrestling match, and then a rest hold. Fucking yeah, I know, man. Like I said, these chicks get it, dude. <sighs> Honestly, okay. So it's aggressive tie-up. There's holds and switches to start the match. I, honestly, like, I, there's holds. There's switches. There's counters. There's all of this fucking wrestling happening to start the match, right? I'm just like, oh, my God. I, these two women could literally be the ugliest women. I'm in love with these two right now. 
I am in love with watching these two wrestle because they're it. just so fucking awesome, dude. Thunder Rosa's got um, mighty sex appeal, though, man. There's something about her. She might not be the hottest looking chick, but she's definitely got appeal. Oh, dude, I'm not saying that they are ugly. They're both really, really beautiful women. I'm just saying, even if they were ugly, I would still have been completely in love with these two for this wrestling match. Like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, there was so much wrestling, and I just, I love, I loved it. But see, they, you bring up a point again. Like, we went from a show that was kind of like a variety fucking show to like actual wrestling at the end of the show, pretty much. You know. What the fuck is AEW these days? You know what I mean? Is it all elite wrestling or all elite fucking wannabes? I don't know, but like the last number of weeks, the NWA women's matches have been the highlight of the show. For sure, for sure. For me, like for me as a wrestling fan. So the NWA should not be the best thing on the AEW show. And you know what's funny too? I feel the NWA women's title is actually more over than the than the AEW women's title, man. Oh, I don't think there's any question right now. It's being featured. Definitely. I like it. I like it. I just hope that Corgan gets off his ass and uh and doesn't get too afraid of the Rona because it, that's what it feels like. Like he's paranoid of the Rona. Yeah, I don't know exactly what's happening with that, but I really do hope. Like I liked the I liked power honestly when it was on too. Oh, for sure, um, me too. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pretend like I watched every episode, but oh, the episodes that I did watch were good, classic professional wrestling. Because it was it was a throwback, so, man. The way everything was done yeah. on that show it was total throwback, man. Yep. So, uh, Britt Baker gets involved here. Um, it kind of stalled the match a little bit for me. Why? But why the but fuck did they do that? I don't. I don't. I don't know. They should have waited till after the match. But I will say that between uh, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb, they worked really hard to get the emotion back in this match before the finish. Yep. And to me, they got it. They got they me back into it. Until like, Britt Baker it really came. stalled out. Yep. It really stalled out, and I was like, oh god. Oh, this is so stupid, like bad timing. And then I was really worried that I was not going to get back into this match. But no, like these two women are excellent workers. They were able to get me back into the match. Um, I loved the finish. It was a, it was a, like, aside from the run in and everything, uh, they kept wrestling afterwards. And so the finish felt more clean than I think it could have. Mm. Um, but then what I, was I, the know, whole it point, wasn't you know? perfectly clean. No, but, yeah, like it wasn't, wasn't a perfectly clean, but it was cleaner than it could have been. It could have been a situation where Baker comes in, smacks her with a chair, you know, ducks out, and then Deeb gets the win. But that's not how it. That's not oh. how they finished. Like they and kept they wouldn't wrestling have that way. I don't think anyway. Even if because that's not like Deeb to pull off a win because of say fucking B Baker, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, the match ends. Uh. Deeb hits something that I don't, I'm not exactly sure what you would call it. It's something approaching the styles clash though. Um, yeah. It was basically like a front face buster um, where she locked Thunder Rosa's arms behind her back before she did it. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Oh, there is a name for that move. I forgot what it's called though, 
but it might come sort back. Sort of to a me. neutralizer. I don't know. Yeah, but there's the actual proper name for it as well, like you know the the real move. But I fucking forgot. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, but look, I don't know, man. She's a lot better than what she was, but I just feel like she cannot work in the ring, man. I feel like she's on the cusp of being pretty she good. She is right now. I'll you're right. I'll I'll give you that. She is trying hard to improve. Definitely. Yeah. She's but definitely it's taken a long time. Work. She's putting it in the has, work, but it's taken a fucking long time, man. It has, and she's gotta stop breaking her face when she wrestles. Oh, God. No what? no more breaking your face. <laughs> yeah. Hear that, Brit? No more breaking your face, man. All right. Jeez. Nope, don't do that again. <laughs> All right. So Rosa goes after Baker afterwards. Uh, it's just kind of whatever. Uh, and we're moving on to the main event. Uh, okay. Here. So Cajun Starks versus Meth Sting and Cody. <laughs> the first question that I have is uh, Is there like a. <clears throat> is there like a. Like a, a fast forward. <laughs> Cody entrance that we could get where it's Ugh. not the whole fucking smoke and mirrors and lasers <laughs> and explosions <laughs> and him standing there. Uh, uh, he's so full of himself, like, man. Nowadays, I feel like he should just become a heel. But anyway, yeah, I, that's, that's it. Be that's a sick a, cunt, more like it. Yeah, that's a good cunt, a sick cunt. cunt or a mad cunt, just not a dumb cunt. <laughs> All right, or a stupid <laughs> cunt. <laughs> hey, oh. that's Aussie slang for you right there, man. Absolutely. It's the only, it's the only place where cunt is a, can be a compliment, dude. <laughs> it's the only place I know of. It's bizarre uh, about down here, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. All right, so, uh, well, I mean, my goodness. Okay, speaking Sorry of dumb that. cunts, let's get back to the main <laughs> event. No, <laughs> fuck, who cares? <laughs> Speaking of dumb cuts, <laughs> back to the main event. So this oh. this tag match starts off with uh, Darby and Starks, and Starks. I know a tag team name right there. Yeah. So I know, and you know that Ricky Starks is not a gigantic man, right? He's no, no. he's in good shape, right? But he's kind of a tall, skinny guy. And well, he comes across Darby like... makes him look like the fucking Big Show here to start off the <laughs> match, which I just oh, no. thought I'd point that out. Uh, the match actually started off really good. Um, I don't know if this is something that they're all focusing on. Um, if, if, if this is something that was suggested to start off more wrestling matches, but they do seem to be starting off a lot of these matches tonight with switches and holds and a lot of sort of catches, catch can type wrestling. That's been, and I like it. I like it too. It was a good look. I'm not going to lie. I didn't catch the ending. I, I caught the start. And from what I saw, look, but the one thing, and shout outs to Tim fucking uh, Gilby, because I know you love this guy, but sorry, mate. I fucking it's can't stand. Old. Yeah, you know who I'm about to talk about, right? Do you know who Tim's fucking mm-hmm. favorite wrestler? Do you like Brian Cage? Do you think he's a good fucking worker? Ooh, um, No. And that no, makes two of I, us. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> I, I feel like he actually, he doesn't protect his business enough. Um, like, so, Dude. so, okay. So anyway, th- this match starts off good, right? It's a, it's a good little back and forth. It's wrestling match between Darby and Starks, right? Brian Cage gets tagged in. Brian Cage, who makes everybody in this match look 
like a little girl. Um, <laughs> the dude is built uh, like fucking, you know, yeah, he's built a he's monster. Built. Hey, he's built like the fucking Terminator, right? If, if I was on so, Stanabol, so, mate, I'd be, I'd be that big too. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? so what is, so what does he start off this match doing? The first four minutes of this match where Brian Cage is tagged in, he's feeding. And I'm just like, what the fuck kind of fucked up, stupid fucking booker fucking booked this garbage? You've got this dude who looks like he's a bull, a fucking bull, and he's feeding for the first five minutes of his match. What the fuck? TK. Yeah. Fucking TK. Awesome. Good job, TK. Fucking TK. Yeah, brother, brother, TK. Fucking <laughs> awesome. Fucking Good fist stuff, pump, brother, TK. brother. Uh, brother. Fuck. <laughs> 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 hey, where's Shard Khan at, man? Maybe you need to get this shit off your son, mate. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, so Team Taz takes over. Uh, they're working Team over Taz. Cody. And as they're working over Cody... I just thought I just think to myself, so Darby's the hot tag. <laughs> How dumb. All right. How dumb is that shit? <laughs> like, Darby's the hot fucking tag. Okay. Yeah, the hot myth tag. All right. Oh, fuck. Seriously, okay, who so... the fuck said, right? I hope it wasn't Cody, right? But I don't think I've ever seen the little fucking cunt, right? Any little cunt for that matter, right? Not even on tour five live, right? Have a hot tag. Over the bigger I, dude. It's it's not the way to run the match, especially since Cody's the ace. He's the <laughs> ace, but he's getting his ass kicked and he needs to be saved by meth sting. So awesome. <laughs> really this is solid stuff from the ace. Really luck, Cody. really Hiroshi Tanahashi oh. type stuff. Oh that from was... this guy. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ. Seriously. Like I said, I hope it's not Cody. I hope it's not Cody. I'll blame it. I'll give Cody the benefit of the doubt, but something tells me it was fucking Cody's idea, dude. I I, I got to say there's a good possibility. I mean, you know, he, Maybe... he takes too long in his entrances. He's booking <laughs> himself to be the ace, but also he's getting saved by meth sting. <laughs> and I personally don't, uh, think his jacket makes his cock look great. So, uh, <laughs> oh God, hey, hey, credit to credit to Cody, man. <laughs> I would get the same tat on my fucking neck. That's cool, man. Uh, it's that is the coolest cool thing I've ever seen. Super cool. So cool. So Just cool. Awesome. I want to get two on my neck on each end. Yeah, that's how I, cool. It I want to get like a whole row of them <laughs> around my neck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. All right, I killed it. We took the joke too far. Uh, oh, man. Cody, Cody, Cody. Okay. Just get, get a tramp stamp on your fucking back too, why don't you, man, with the same fucking thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm telling you, that oh that, that will fucking God. sell tickets. Oh, Jesus. What was he oh, even thinking oh, that day? So considering I, he went through that shit, I could only imagine what he was thinking with Mesting and the hot tag. Something tells me... Uh-huh. I don't know if it's CTE or fucking yeah, maybe, maybe let's or just yeah, fried. It might yeah. be CTE. Yeah, you could be just fried. Could be. 
could be. I I don't know. Whatever it is, I whatever it is. Yeah, he tagged in Darby. Uh, Darby's offense in this match. Um, I'm getting a better understanding of exactly how Darby's offense works because he is so small, right? So he does a lot of stuff. No, I'm not making fun of him here. No, His offense makes sense. Right. His offense in this match makes sense it because does. anything, anything that he. Yeah. Yeah, anything that he does as an attack, he uses his whole weight. Exactly. He literally throws his whole body into. And that I don't uh, mind. Which is fine. Which, no, because it yeah. shows that he's self-aware, though. At least he knows like that he's not the biggest dude. He knows he has to use yeah. his body in different ways, right? And credit to right. him. Yep. You know, I don't know what type of myth he had that day to get the hot tag, but at least he had some decent well, fucking crack when he understands that he needs to use his whole body on people. And, and well, I, and I truly mean that the next time he does, the next time he, the next time he's getting himself some meth, he needs to mix <laughs> some B12 in there and get a few more fucking pounds on him. I don't care. Yeah, hey, <laughs> and, and here in Australia, we got a cereal called wheat Beaks. Eat your fucking yeah. wheat Beaks, fucking Darby. All right. And, and you'll grow yeah, your Wheaties for those Wheaties. of you in America. Yeah. And you all your Wheaties. <laughs> Right, just fucking eat up. All right, gain some weight. So, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So the end of the match is an avalanche drill claw from Cage. Uh, they get the pin and the win. Uh, they're attacking afterwards. Uh, <laughs> Taz is, you know, Taz is kind of getting in the face of uh, Darby and Cody. Jeez. Uh, Will Hobbs comes balls. to the ring. Will Hobbs. Yeah. <laughs> Will Hobbs comes to the ring. Superstar Will Hobbs. Everyone's super excited to know what's going on with Will Hobbs. Uh, everybody, everybody wants to know. He's, what's he going to do, right? This is the question of all wrestling fans right now. Is Will Hobbs a good guy or a bad guy? Well, it turns out he's a bad guy because he beats the crap out of everybody oh, and dude. joins Team Taz. So... <laughs> And why? I don't know. I don't know enough about Will Hobbs to even guess <laughs> why the fuck Will Hobbs is making this decision. Will fucking Hobbs, mate. Don't forget the name. I'm telling you, Will Hobbs. Famous, famous, dark superstar. Famous prof- dark superstar. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a race red- comment, by the way. That's a comment on the show he's on. So don't anybody fucking clip that and call me some shit yeah don't oh, at me you motherfuckers oh, fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh shit we'll motherfucking hobbs man that's that's all we got to say bro that's what you call capping oh. off of motherfucking explosion of a show called dynamite yeah was that a With slow burn or what? decision it was a di- to- <laughs> it was a dynamite decision dude dynamite decision to join team taz <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, much... why did he join Team Taz? Because he's Will I... fucking Hobbs, dude. That's why. I literally didn't even know what this guy's name was. So, <laughs> did I mention his name is Will Hobbs? It is Will Hobbs. Hey, that is Will his Hobbs. name. That's his name. That that and the fact that he's big he's and a... <laughs> that he is now a member of Team Taz is literally everything that I know about Will Hobbs. FTW, and I don't mean fuck the world, for the win. For the win. <laughs> for the win. Good job. 
so that's Thumbs dynamite. That was, uh, that was explosive of a show. We had we well, yeah, it was it was very much it was explosive. It was very fucking twelve five and under, except for like one match, maybe, maybe two. Should be called yeah. should be called dynamite. Should be called fucking Los Luchas. Uh, <laughs> Los Luchas. Uh, how do you say fucking sw- Bambino? Fucking professional wrestling. <laughs> because that was fucking. Uh, nah. Look, look. To be fair, it wasn't a bad show. I'm being an asshole. Will Hobbs yeah. fucking yeah. stole the show for me, literally, because he joined Team Taz. I mean. I mean, that's such a huge uh, swerve. <laughs> that was a swerve, bro. <laughs> it was such a it was such a big swerve at the end. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> oh my! This fucking show, man. I, I've called this show bipolar before. <laughs> this bipolar, is exactly definitely. what I'm talking about by bipolar. Oh. Like there was some stuff on here that was really good. I really liked, I really, I really liked basically every match that was on here. All of the wrestling matches were good <laughs> matches. Right. But there was just so many decisions on here where you're left scratching your head. Like why the fuck is the 130 pound guy <laughs> saving the ace <laughs> of the company at the end of this fucking match? Maybe he was and, fucking having withdrawal symptoms or some shit and had to end the match ASAP. And your main event, like the main event thing, the main event fucking angle that you're going off the air with is uh, the Will Hobbs has finally <laughs> no, no. made a decision. Uh, for the win, man. Like I said, that was a, that was such, he's such a big time player, Will Hobbs, that they, he, yeah. he he's a main event man. He's Team Taz. I'm, he definitely is a human <laughs> on AEW. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who is this human. fucking guy? Uh, TK, you're doing it again, bro. Again. <laughs> uh, brilliant booking, uh, TK. We, you're so... Yeah, that's uh, that's great book in there, brother, brother. Yeah, good job. <laughs> brother, if you don't know fucking Will Hobbs, you ain't a fucking fan. I'm convinced. If you don't know fucking Will Hobbs, mate, don't talk to me, all right? Uh, if you don't know hey, why he joined yeah. fucking Team Taz, get the fuck away from me. You don't get exactly. it. Exactly. You yeah. just don't get it. No. Because you... neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, fuck. If that means I'm not a fucking fan, then fuck you, TK. Fuck you for even making Honestly. me watch this shit. Honestly, <laughs> I I don't I don't care, and the brandy stuff I don't care about, and the young bucks are still too small. Um, I'm I'm gonna try to stop harping on the young bucks for being tiny, uh, but it's really it's really difficult. I don't know. They're very small men. Very small men. There's nothing wrong with being small and and manly. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But at least bill them as fucking junior heavyweights, all right? If it makes you guys feel better, say junior heavyweights instead of cruiserweights, just in case I have that small complexion problem, you know? 
yep, it's a good idea. Or just make them work with a little more quickness and acrobatics. Um, yeah, get faster. Fucking, they're too slow. Just too slow. I, I don't want to see they're 10 super fucking slow. 450s. I don't want to see 10 450s. I want 50. Otherwise, I, I, want I don't give at a least, shit. Yeah, if, if you're not like, okay, first of all, their selling is so good. Um, <laughs> the best, know, bro. It's incredible. The best. I just, I just love how they sell their knee and then, and, and then, then they, they land. sell their hand to their thigh. Like yeah. they're great at selling <laughs> yeah. that. That that the hand, hand to the thigh the sell thigh. that those guys do. No pun intended, but that's match. a million bucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want. I want a million bucks yeah. because if we had a million anyway. bucks in any wrestling company. It would be the fucking shit, bro. The shit. And I mean the drizzling yes. shit. It would be, yeah, it would be wonderful. And anyway. I, and we ain't talking Mr. Wonderful. Anyway, um, ladies and gentlemen out there in the internet, um, I've been Chris Ams. I don't have social media. I am trying to get on Twitter because I, I have said that I will try to be better oh. about um thanks for reminding you know me. being a co-host and everything and uh i'm gonna try to get on there when i do i'll let you know uh until then <laughs> fuck off and uh follow <laughs> my co-host because <laughs> and that was the jimmy's mo- on there yeah and and that was the motherfucking skirmish piece peace out John Moxley, he has been ranked number one in the PWI 500. Unlike John Moxley, he is a Wrestling Observer Hall of Famer. And also, unlike John Moxley, he has trained the failure at the Rush Fitness in North Carolina. He is Kenny Omega! Number one contender with a very colorful entourage, Excalibur. Most certainly so. Kenny Omega defeating Hangman Adam Page at full gear to win that world title eliminator tournament and to assert himself as the top contender to John Moxley's AEW World Championship. But the question is can Kenny Omega physically beat up John Moxley and win the AEW World title? 
That's where I'm coming from in this deal. On December 2nd, winter is coming edition of Dynamite. John Moxley and Kenny Omega will meet again for the very first time. You remember last year at Full Gear, he was in that unsanctioned lights out match. It didn't count, it didn't count against either man's record. This time, it's an official matchup and it is for all the marbles, JR. Yeah, it's gonna be an amazing night. I'm so honored to be a part of broadcasting that event. I just believe that wrestlers, all the top stars in AEW are gonna wanna be on this card because of the main event. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here is the AEW World Champion, John Moxley! Soon to be proud Papa John Moxley. And big news from the fighting champion. John Moxley, as was mentioned during Kenny's intro, undefeated in the year 2020. But after December 2nd, Either Moxley or Omega will have an imperfection on that record. Uh, I don't know where John is. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. We uh, we understand we got to go to the back with some cameras here. Something's going on. I'm sorry. Obviously, Moxley appears to be out uh, in our contract signing set, Kenny. Anything to say here? What? Look, I, I'm not uh, I'm not one for this psychology type stuff, Tony. Look, last time it was the, the elbow. This time it looks like a bloody nose. You're not avoiding it this time, John. December 2nd, winter's coming. Uh, I'll be there. Hopefully you will too. Make sure you capture this. All right, well, Kenny Omega is going to sign the contract for winter is coming in two weeks. 